You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 114. this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. When a band like Wren Collective records a song like Joy of the Lord, it makes my job on this podcast so much easier. The chorus comes straight from the book of Nehemiah. Ready to jump in? The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the Let me remind you, the goal of this podcast is to take the songs you're listening to on the radio and inspire you to pick up God's Word and read it for yourself. So when the songs you're listening to on the radio have lyrics that come directly from Scripture, it's a beautiful opportunity. However, in life, we miss opportunities all the time. And I I don't want to guilt you into reading God's Word. I'm trying to help you train your mind to be inspired and excited and equipped about growing in your relationship with God through interacting with God's Word. And you need to match that inspiration, though, with a little will of your own. And there are simple things that I do. They've become second nature to me. I share these with you. They are called, I call them Bible Interaction Tool Exercises or Bites. And with each week, uh, they will help you take a bite out of the biggest compilation of books that you may ever read, the Bible. And I have a quick riddle for you. Three frogs are sitting on a log. One decides to jump off. How many frogs are on the log? Three. One decided to jump off. Just because he decided didn't mean he actually jumped. You see, education without action is entertainment. And I am not here to be entertaining. I truly believe that if you will pick up God's word, that he can do the rest. So many of you listening today, um, perhaps you've listened to many of my podcasts and many other messages like them. You've decided to read and study and interact with God's word more, but you need to jump. So let this week's song and scripture focus be your week to jump in. Again, I know the power of God's word in my own life. It will change the way you think and it will change your life. So the phrase, the joy of the Lord is your strength, comes straight from the book of Nehemiah chapter 8. And our first bite this week is to read in context. This is by far my my most used and my favorite Bible interaction tool exercise. I pray that it will become your natural practice throughout your walk with Christ. I love it when I hear um, my friends or my listeners say, uh, and of course, I picked that up and I read the context or I read the context or I read the context. I read the chapter before. I read the chapter after. I read this in context. I love that. 
And, and part of that is I want it to be your natural practice because if you don't watch yourself, you won't really know what that super meaningful verse or phrase really meant when it was first spoken, written, or taught. And there's there's power and depth that goes into that. So the joy of the Lord is your strength is one of those, okay? It is a phenomenal truth. Um, and it you can say that and it can be true whether you know the context or not. Uh, however, about the only phrases that you can truly take for face value without understanding context are the Proverbs because they are written as, I like to say, they are the original tweetables, okay? They can stand alone as nuggets of wisdom. If you read the one before it and the one after it, it doesn't necessarily add any light or understanding to that one nugget of truth. Um, but we take little verses like we're going to talk about today out of context all the time. And either when we do that, either we, we misuse the verse, which is awful. We don't ever, ever want to misuse it. Or we just don't ever fully understand the context around it so that we can use it in the appropriate way and so that it will draw our mind back to everything else we learned around that verse and all the lessons that that verse can teach us. And so I, I, I see a similarity between that and the songs that we're listening to on the radio. And so when we can sing those songs on the radio with great fervor, but not really understand the scripture or the truths behind it, um, we're in a weaker state than if we really knew exactly where all that was coming from. Now, my friend used a phrase this week that I warned her would probably make the, the podcast. And she, she used this phrase, bumper sticker theology. Wow. I mean, that's a, a powerful and terrifying thought. And that is our, that our theology or our deepest held beliefs um, are in catchphrases and verses that we take out of context. And I don't want you to have bumper sticker theology, nor do I want you to share verses as Christian platitudes instead of knowledge mixed with understanding and tenderhearted mercy. So I'm pretty sure this verse can be abused in our bumper sticker theology. Someone is sad or dejected and we say, don't forget, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Well, no more. Okay, so using this week's bite, using this week's Bible interaction tool exercise of reading in context, you will know from now on who said it and why. So that as you sing this song and you can encourage others uh, with this verse or with this truth, you will know the depth of its true meaning. So let me set up the story. Nehemiah is a Hebrew serving in the court of the Persian king as a cup bearer. Jerusalem is in ruins and has been for a couple hundred years, by the way. Nehemiah has the opportunity and favor of God to return to lead a small group of exiles who had returned to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls and begin the restoration of God's holy city. There is great resistance along the way. It is not an easy task, but in 52 days, a miracle to be sure, they complete the rebuilding of the wall. And in Nehemiah chapter 8, we discover what the people do next. Now, I encourage you to read all seven chapters leading up to chapter 8. It reads like a novel. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's a captivating story. It will give you even greater perspective as you dive into chapter 8. And in addition to this, I'm going to link to a couple of behind the song resources in the show notes. You can find each week my show notes at michellenizat.com 
forward slash whatever episode. So this week is forward slash 114. And I list out all the verses that I reference. I list out any additional resources that I talk about or links to the song or links to the story behind the song. But one of the videos I watched, Garth from Rin Collective, described the people of Israel this way. He said, the children of Israel had no hope for a long time. Their exile had been emotional and difficult. They had lost their identity. Actually, when he said it, it sounded so much better because he's got this really amazing Irish accent. But again, I think there are many of you in the same situation. You've been in a place of deep despair for a long time. You have lost hope. Your situation is emotional and difficult. And perhaps you've lost your identity. I can't wait to tell you what the Hebrew people did next, because if you follow their pattern, you can regain your hope and identity like they did. So we begin to read in Isaiah, uh, Nehemiah, excuse me, chapter eight, verse one, all the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given for Israel to obey. So on October 8th, Ezra the priest brought the book of the law before the assembly, which included the men and women and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning until noon and read aloud to everyone who could understand. All the people listened closely to the book of the law. Ezra stood on the platform in full view of all the people. When they saw him open the book, they all rose to their feet. So picture the scene with me. The wall is rebuilt. The gates are in place. The exiles have all been registered, proving the various tribes that they are from, and the leaders have all been established in their roles, etc. A couple of things jump out at me. The people assemble with a unified purpose. They also show honor to the book of the law of Moses, which, by the way, is the first five books of the Old Testament. We have the book of the law of Moses. It's called, if you want to get fancy, the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Old Testament. They rise to their feet and they listen to the words of God read aloud by the priest. And and scripture says they listened closely. I have encouraged you in the past to read God's word out loud, or at least to listen to an audio version of the text that you're focusing on. Those are two more bites, by the way, just for you, for free. But are we giving God's word the respect that it deserves? What is the posture of our hearts as we delve into scripture? Are you rising to your feet, so to speak? Are you listening closely? Are you unified with other believers as you're trying to understand the scriptures? Those are powerful questions. Let's continue reading. Then Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people chanted, Amen, Amen. Which, by the way, just means I agree, I agree. Just like you said, just like you said, okay? Um, As they lifted their hands. Then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites then instructed the people in the law while everyone remained in their places. They read from the book of the law of God and clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand each passage. 
what, how beautiful is this? So they're reading, they're reading it out loud. They've read it out loud and they've, they've stood the pos- their posture of, of their hearts and their bodies is in honor to the, to the word of God. Then after that comes praise and agreement by the people and further indications of surrender and reverence to the word of God. They lifted their hands and they bowed down and worshiped with their faces to the ground. Now you might consider taking your time this week, considering your posture toward God's word. You know, we've already read that they stood in respect, but now they lifted their hands. Now, some of you may not come from traditions where hands are lifted in worship. Some of you may never have ever, ever, ever bowed down and worshiped God with your face toward the ground. Can I challenge you here for a minute? As important as the posture of your heart is, sometimes your physical posture will lead your heart in the right direction. And don't you love that Ezra read the word and then the Levites came alongside and explained it? They helped the people understand each passage. What a beautiful picture that I believe is happening in our culture today. We have pastors and teachers and Bible study leaders and, dare I say, podcasters that are coming alongside and instructing and helping people understand what they are reading. Then comes where our focus verse, uh, inspired by our song. It says in verse 9, Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were interpreting for the people said to them, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this, for today is a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The people who were listening to the law began to weep. Now, Nehemiah doesn't specifically say why the people were weeping, but there are many context clues. You know, first of all, the people were exhausted. They were weary and had lost all hope. They had lost sight of their God and they had lost their identity that that lies in him. I've read the first five books of the Bible. Um, they would have been reminded of the creation and the fall. They would have been reminded of their ancestors and the promises that God made to them and how God came through. They would have been reminded of God's warnings and anger toward their disobedience, their impending disobedience, and then the results of the disobedience. And then it would dawn on them. They have not kept up their end of the covenant They had turned into a people that could not even be recognized as belonging to the great I am. Now, if the posture of your heart and even your body is receptive to God's word when you read it, if you listen closely and seek help understanding it, it may drive you to tears too. But here's what I don't want you to miss. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Three times here, Nehemiah indicates that the day was a sacred day before the Lord. Some translations uh, say holy, but it was a day set apart. It was set apart from human impurity and sin. What were they saying when they said, don't 
don't weep. Don't be dejected and sad. The joy of the Lord is your strength. They're saying don't sit in your own sorrow over your own sin. Didn't you just hear what was being read? God is amazing. Delighting yourself in him and his way will give you the strength to bring your life back in line with your identity in him. So instead of mourning, rejoice and praise. In fact, go on and celebrate and eat. Now, those are my kind of leaders. This Cajun girl loves to eat. So the people are like, really? Okay, because it is much more enjoyable to eat and celebrate than wallow in our sinful past, right? So I'm not saying you should never be brokenhearted over your sin. You absolutely should. Other places in scripture direct you to be. But when you hear God's words and understand them, you should rejoice. Verse 12, so the people went away to eat and drink at a festive meal, to share gifts of food and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's words and understood them. They celebrated with great joy because they had heard God's words and understood them. If you keep reading, the people continue to meet with the scribe. And it says they discovered they had not been celebrating this particular festival that God had laid out. So you know what they did? They started celebrating the festival. So here is your next Bible interaction tool exercise for this week. Discover and do. When you are reading God's word and you discover something that you have not been doing, Start doing it. My daughters and I, we did that this week. We're still working on it. We're, we were reading in Colossians when this phrase jumped out at all three of us. Third, seventh, and I don't even want to tell you how old I am. An adult. Um, it says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. We'd been having a really hard time getting really good. We, uh, you know, we got really, really good at, at pointing out each other's faults instead of making allowance for them. And so this whole phrase, make allowance for each other's faults, has been sitting on us all week. I've had the opportunity to make allowance for each other's faults at work this week. Uh, my daughters have had opportunities to make allowance for each other's faults as they relate with their friends. And don't you agree that we want others to make allowance for our faults? But often we are steadfast at calling others out on theirs. So just like the Israelites, we should listen closely to the word of God, study it. And then when we discover we are not obeying a portion of it, start obeying. So what's next? Read Nehemiah, of course. (laughs) If something jumps out at you, be sure to read it in context as you study for understanding and application. And then to make this challenge even more enjoyable, I give you permission to skim through the lists of names that are found in several places throughout Nehemiah because there's a lot of like registration names or here's the people of these tribes or whatnot. So you can skim through those. But read the rest, and if you discover something you've not been doing, by all means, make arrangements to start following the direction of the Lord. And while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter or Facebook. Let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Mick from Alabama, Jennifer from Tennessee, Kyle and Erica from somewhere in the U.S., and Connie from Hong Kong. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I email you once a week. 
And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. Uh, you will also get an email recap of the week's episode. And then if I, I, sometimes I create extra resources, you will get instant access to those resources. Uh, all of that is just my way to say thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe in iTunes. And so while you're there, please leave me a written review and a star rating. I would really appreciate it. It encourages me, but most of all, helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the new song, Thy Will, by Hilary Scott. It's a powerful song, and I can't wait to uh, share it with you. And if you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 114. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.